This podcast was sponsored by Mutual Insurance Company of Arizona. Mike is the select provider of medical professional liability coverage for the Maricopa County Medical Society. For more information about MICA, call 602-956-5276 or visit www.mica-insurance.com. Hi, my name is Dr. Monica Faria. I am board certified in general and addiction psychiatrist and an MCMS member. Welcome to today's podcast. Everyone in healthcare, in my opinion, is becoming more sophisticated when it comes to business. And that's not any different with respect to how physicians are handling their real estate decisions as well. Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode. And we're joined today by Michael Dupuy, who is the Senior Vice President, Kidder Matthews in Phoenix, Arizona. They specialize in healthcare, real estate services. Michael partners with Fletcher Perry, Senior VP, and Rachel Thompson, Vice President. Their team represents clients in the leasing, acquisition, and disposition of healthcare real estate. Their platform of services includes new lease negotiations, lease renewal and renegotiation, lease versus other scenarios, occupancy and operational cost analysis, site evaluation, demographic and market analysis, space planning, and negotiating tenant improvement allowance. Michael, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for being on the show. Great. Thanks for having me, John. Uh, Happy to be here and happy to help uh, answer any questions you guys may have. Thank you. Let's start at the top to, in broad terms, describe for listeners, especially the physicians listening, about healthcare real estate options that are available to them. Sure. So generally speaking, providers need a a place to see patients. And so they can do that in really two capacities. They can own their real estate or they can lease their real estate. Um, Our team really focuses on the tenant representation side of the business. We have some listings as well. Uh, But we have a good idea as to where deals are getting cut, both on the sale and lease side of the business. So there are different, there are kind of positives and negatives associated with both scenarios. Leasing for an example, or as an example, offers a little bit more flexibility um, and somewhat more of a short-term approach. And uh, when you own your own real estate, so purchasing real estate, uh, there are different headaches that come with that. Um, Oftentimes physicians uh, think that they're building equity and, 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 uh, and building their personal wealth and, and balance sheet and improving their balance sheet. But there can be some pitfalls such as property management and uh, maintenance items and, and debt and all, all sorts of other headaches that can be associated with it. Thank you very much. How does commercial real estate differ from residential? So I would imagine that there are a bunch of physicians who either own a home or they hope to own a home at some point. So for example, when you're looking at the mortgage rates, are they higher or lower? And how do the terms differ between a, uh, a mortgage or, or deal to lease commercial real estate versus residential? Yeah, so traditionally speaking, commercial real estate ownership differs from residential uh, on the lending side. So loan terms uh, that we are accustomed to when we buy a home are 15 or maybe 30 years. So Uh, we will be paying off that house for a 15-year period or a 30-year period. In commercial real estate, loan terms are considerably shorter. There are longer-term loans, 
but the term of those loans are generally speaking, the majority of them are five, seven, or 10 year loan terms. Uh, the amortization schedule, however, uh, works out to be either 25 or 30 years, but every five, seven, or 10 years, you've got to refinance your property. Um, one of the other things is, uh, particularly for newer buyers, the down payment can be a little bit higher. If you're, especially if you're an investor or are buying a property that already generates income. If you're buying a property though, for your practice, for your business, um, there are financing options such as SBA uh, options, small business administration loans that are extraordinarily attractive, um, require very little uh, down payment and have very favorable loan terms. I would say the interest rate environment is interesting, um, but as a general rule of thumb, the interest rate is gonna be higher than it would be for a residential loan. Uh, but again, we have a variety of partners that we work with in the lending space. And um, depending on your individual situation, there are a variety of options for you. Quick follow-up to that. Are the lending rates higher because commercial is riskier, is riskier to the borrower or for the lender rather to provide the funding to, for example, practice to, to lease or own a building? Yeah, so um, the, the interest rates track off of the debt markets and the debt market, particularly like something like the 10-year treasury is something that we watch. It is certainly perceived as being a little bit riskier to the lender. And so for that reason, they want a little bit of a, a larger spread or yield. And when it comes to you know, residential homes or re the residential real estate market, there's just much, many more transactions and there's a better understanding of the risk profile that's associated with each of those individual investments or loans, especially when compared to commercial loans. Michael, thank you very much. Folks, you've been listening to an episode of the Arizona Physician Podcast. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Michael Dupuy, talking about the current state of transactions, inventory in the market, and what's been happening in Arizona and specifically here in Maricopa County with the explosion of growth. We'll be right back. This podcast was sponsored by Mutual Insurance Company of Arizona, the select provider of medical professional liability coverage for the Maricopa County Medical Society. As a physician-led mutual, MICA has been Arizona's choice for medical professional liability insurance for nearly 45 years. We provide value to members with superior claims handling and exceptional risk management programs. Call us today for a quote or visit our website to learn more about MICA's premium coverage options and outstanding service. 602-956-5276 or www.mica-insurance.com. Bureau of Medical Economics has been servicing the account collection needs of the medical community since 1951, with nearly 70 years of experience in this industry and proven results. We proudly consider our clients, your practice, an invaluable business partner. There is no obligation and no upfront cost. Please give us a call at 602-252-3469 for more information. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast. Our guest today is Mr. Michael Dupuy of Kidder Matthews. Michael, um, my next question for you is talking about the current state of transactions and inventory of the market. So we're recording this interview in uh, the first quarter of 2021. We've seen a lot of growth going on over the last year. 
So what is the current state of transactions? Uh, is a lot of inventory in the market and how has that affected prices? Sure. So healthcare real estate, one of the reasons why I like it is because it's somewhat inelastic and there's, there's very regular demand for the space. Throughout the pandemic, the medical office market and healthcare real estate market has held relatively stable compared to other asset classes. As an example, the office market, because of work from home and a variety of other factors, really experienced a tremendous downturn during 2020. Um, industrial saw tremendous growth because of the explosion of e-commerce and the inward migration of California companies moving to Arizona. Uh, retail experienced uh, significant challenges. And healthcare has stayed pretty flat, right? I mean, it's moved along and we've, we took vacancy off the board. And so it had a positive year in 2020 despite the pandemic. And that's why we've seen a lot of new capital, a lot of new buyers that were traditionally investors in office and retail properties, particularly, start to gravitate toward healthcare real estate and medical office. If you look at the medical office market in total, and what we do is we track buildings that are 10,000 square feet and greater, you get about 15 million square feet of inventory. So multi-tenant medical office buildings total inventory is about, a, is about 15 million square feet. That is about 15% vacant overall throughout the entire market. There are certain parts of town like the Southeast Valley, uh, like Arrowhead that you could pick on and the vacancy rate would be much better, much lower, much healthier and stronger market. There's also probably a bifurcation worth mentioning when it comes to older versus newer product. If you have a building that's been built, that was built in the 70s or 80s or even the 90s, the vacancy factor in that building is likely to be higher than it is in buildings built after the year 2000. That's not dissimilar from other product types, but it is a trend or something worth mentioning because I think that the newer buildings meet the demands of the healthcare practices of today. And post-healthcare reform, we saw the deal sizes, the transactions, the actual leases that were getting done growing. So they went from an average of, let's say, 2,500 square feet in 2015 to an average of 5,000 square feet in 2020. Now, hospital system acquisition, continued consolidation, those are factors that are making those transactions larger. And everyone in healthcare, in my opinion, is becoming more sophisticated when it comes to business. And that's not any different with respect to how physicians are handling their real estate decisions as well. So those are some of the trends that we're seeing. I think looking forward, we're going to see tremendous stability, especially when you're looking at the underlying demographics in Arizona and also couple that with positive net migration. Yeah, that's some great analysis. And that leads to the, my next question, which is the growth that we're seeing in Arizona, you know, especially here in Maricopa County, but really throughout the state. A lot of people coming from California, come from Seattle, come from Midwest and elsewhere where it's more expensive. 
just massive growth that we're continuing to see. So how do those trends affect medical real estate? So we've seen, uh, despite the pandemic, we've seen asking rents increase through 2020 and we saw vacancy decrease. So that those two things are corresponding, obviously, supply and demand. And um, we expect that trend to continue. And, and probably it will continue more aggressively than it did in 2020 because we had some headwinds with respect to the pandemic. We didn't exactly know how we were all going to work out of it. But every day, the news continues to get better and better. We see more people getting vaccinated. We see people returning to normal life. And we see that trend continuing to improve. And as you mentioned, the, the positive net migration uh, is an, a very important factor, one that probably can't be overstated because we see thousands of people that are moving here every day. That's tremendously impactful to Arizona and Maricopa County. Thank you, Michael. That effect you think will, you know, if you look in your crystal ball, so early 2021, but the rest of this year, if vaccine rollout continues to be uh, productive, if we get a lot more people vaccinated, going back to physical locations, patients going to see their physicians in person and so on, the demand should continue to rise. And, and hopefully we have more inventory in the market as well, right? As construction continues for medical office suites, especially the newer ones. So looking into that crystal ball, you think the economic recovery, including the medical real estate market would continue to shoot up the rest of this year? Correct. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that happened during the last downturn, so 2008, 9, 10, whatever year you want to peg on it, uh, is that we found out that we were tremendously overbuilt. We had way too much inventory. There was a lot of speculative development. There were um, people being very aggressive and borrowing lots of money that um, was, you know, based on projections and projected growth. That did not occur during this last cycle. So a lot of the new inventory that was delivered to the market was user-driven. So it was not speculative. In other words, if something was being built, it was for a specific use. It wasn't based on the idea that someone would use it in the future. So the development that was delivered to the market over the last five years had a purpose and so we're not overbuilt, which is a contrast to where we were during the last downturn, which I think has been evidenced by some of the numbers in 2020. If the numbers, if vacancy can move off of the board in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic and asking rents can rise, then I don't see any factors or any reasons why it would move the opposite way after the pandemic. That's really positive news and a lot of options on the table for physicians, uh, middle of their careers, toward the end of their careers or just starting off to, to consider you know, near-term and long-term what their investment strategies should be for their own practices or if they wanna have something on the side. Michael Dupuy of Kidder Matthews, thank you so much for being on the show. Really value your insight and analysis and we will include contact information for you in the show notes. Michael, thanks for being here. Thanks, John. It's a pleasure being here. And uh, I hope everyone uh, has a great rest of the week and month. Founded in 1892, Maricopa County Medical Society is a strong collective physician voice.
Thank you for listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast.